Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In Lexington, Kentucky, Jake Crane of Crane & Company. Jake, what's going on, my friend? Appreciate you being gracious with your time. Thank you for being flexible and uh, looking forward to chat with you here on this Monday, man. What's going on? Uh, dude, of course. I'm, I'm always down to come on. It's, it's amazing, man. I'm sitting here. We're already past week five uh, of college football. It's amazing how fast it goes. I wish it kind of slow down a little bit. But look, week six is going to be here before you know it. Indeed. And Jake, what a week five it was in the SEC, let's start with what happened in Knoxville. South Carolina falls to Tennessee 41-20 to in a game that, you know, Jake, I think if Gamecock fans are honest with themselves, you could see that coming from a mile away. In regards to, and maybe revenge factor gets overplayed or overhyped, but the second that game was announced at night at Neyland Stadium, you, you knew it was going to be a really tall task. That was the game that had been circled for Tennessee all offseason long. And then... You come to find out Ja'Kai Moore, one of your veteran offensive linemen, out for the football game, starting two true freshmen on the offensive line. Jake, that's, that's when I knew that, I mean, if there was ever a shot for Carolina to go in there and do it, it was probably it was probably killed with that news. Your thoughts on the game, what you took away from both respective sides in a, uh, a pretty convincing win for Tennessee on Saturday night? Yeah, look, you know, I thought Joe Milton was, was good. I didn't think he was great. It, it's the same story with South Carolina right now. Just look, look at the numbers. And sometimes the numbers don't tell the story. Look at where you guys are in passing and look at everything else. It's, what What are you, like fourth? Something like third or fourth somewhere like in passing? Yeah. Not yeah. Like, like, like overall, like yeah. it, in passing yeah. yards per game uh, yeah. in the conference. But everything else, rushing, sacks allowed, and it affects your overall offense. But you're in the bottom of the conference. Look, the, it's the same thing. And I hate to beat a dead horse. Over and over and over and over. I know this. Y'all know this. The coaching staff knows this. If Spencer Rattler and Leggett and, and a, a mixture of Trey Knox do not just ball out in, in every game by a million miles, South Carolina is going to struggle because you cannot win if you cannot run the ball and you can't stop the run. Tennessee was able to do both. And Spencer did. Look, I know it wasn't Spencer's best game, but eventually, like being one-dimensional the whole game, you can only witchcraft and wizardry. There's my early Harry Potter reference to get it out of the way. You're way out of it enough. And that's how it's going to be. Look, it, good enough to beat Florida. South Carolina can beat Florida, and that game's at home. But it's going to be tough to win these games against high-power opponents if you cannot run the ball and you cannot stop the run. Because guess what? Nobody is sneak. South Carolina isn't sneaking up on anybody anymore. After what happened at the end of last year, South Carolina is not going to sneak up on Clemson. They're not going to sneak up on anybody. You have some people that, and I think Spencer was right. 
Tennessee treated this like their Super Bowl hell. They had fans with it, their pants at their angles, ankles. I mean, I thought this was America. You know, like it just, man, I, I, I hate it for Spencer. But like I do. You got, it's like Jonah Hill on the dance floor in Superbad doing the dice move. It's all they got. It's all they got. And I tell you, the fake punt was nasty, though. That was that Shane, Shane dug deep. And you, you know, you just hate to use that and lose, right? You hate to use that one because now it's on tape. Can't use it for like another two or three years. Throw it back in the in the you know the box of toys you get at the dentist's office when you get done when you're a kid or you know in my case a 34 year old. But um, nah, man, it's just the same old story. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jake, on a side note, do you feel like there's a greater number of teams in the SEC that have offensive line issues than we're used to? Because I, I feel like there's a lot of teams I look at that, you know, you look at their main problem, and on a week-in, week-out basis, the team that wins the line of scrimmage, that's normally the team that wins the football game. We get that. But, like, I feel like there's a lot of SEC fan bases right now that that are, mm -hmm. are moaning and groaning about their offensive line. H have you noticed that? And if you have, like, why do you think that is? Why is offensive line play not where maybe we've seen it at before? Well, look, I, I think, you know, it's kind of goes to the anomaly of having to have a bunch of new quarterbacks, right, starting in the league. You have some places that had to replace a lot of offensive linemen. You had some places that didn't. I, I tell you one thing that, and I'm not 100% sure, Chris, but, like, the more I watch it early in the year, I think not letting them hit in preseason is having a big effect. I think the lack of physicality we have now, because like defensively, like that's a mindset, right? Like defensively, you go to practice, hit and hit and hit. Not that offensive linemen, I'm not saying offensive linemen are soft or anything, but it just seems to me like the lack of physicality, and it's across the board. Like I, I don't know. It's just maybe it's just an instinctual thing. You know, with it seems like there's less and less contact, and you need contact to get ready for the year. You have to see it at full speed. It's like right now, the fastest I've ever driven is like 90 miles an hour. If you put me in a NASCAR and was like, Jake, go 185 miles per hour, that's going to look like it's 800 miles per hour. 
Like, I might as well be in an astronaut and get, be, get into a spaceship and get shot to the sun. But and I'm not talking about the the fifth year veterans and the older guys, but it just seems like the guys that are developing it's slowing down development, and it always typically takes offense a little bit longer. And may, maybe that's not I'm not saying that's 100 percent of the case, but I don't know, man. The more I watch, it's it, it just it's almost like the teams that don't play any of their good players in the preseason in the NFL. It typically takes a couple weeks for them to get going. It just seems like that to me. And you mix that with a bunch of new faces and new places. Um, you got a bunch of new tackles in the league, uh, and with, with injuries, I mean, it's just it has been. I've noticed that too. I mean, it's in some places have gotten better. I mean, hell, Auburn couldn't get much worse. It's a lot better than it was last year because it couldn't get much worse. Like I always say, they had more holes than Camp Green Lake. Like Shia LaBeouf and that little lizard kid and the kid that can fix everything. Yeah, digging up up holes. Yeah, that's, that's right. exactly right. I'm a little ginger yeah. too. Yeah, Jake. Uh, let me let me go to this because you and I have been talking for quite a while now, a couple of years, talking Gamecocks football. So obviously, you you you've kept your eye on things since Shane Beamer's gotten there. For example, there's a lot more chatter this year, and folks are starting to get really fed up with some of the things they're seeing defensively. When you look at South Carolina defensively, let's just say, for example, in that game against Tennessee, or even just what you've seen to this point. Do you think Gamecock fans are justified for having angst regarding the defensive side of the football and going as far as saying there needs to be a change in leadership, say, at the defensive coordinator position? Is that a fair gripe amongst Gamecock fans at this point? Well, you know, we have a saying on Crandon Company, if you show me who you are enough, I'm going to believe you. Like, like at, at what point is it going to get better? Like, like I remember South Carolina used to fly around on defense and make people pay. Like, I, I remember those days. Now, there hasn't been a, a ton of it in the lineage, but it's just, at some point, it's got to get fixed. Like, you only talk about it so much. Year one, trying to fix it, let's get it together. Year two, like, eventually, you got to start seeing signs, at least, that progress is happening. Nobody's saying South Carolina's got to go out there and be the steel curtain. And look, you look at some of these recruits coming in, some of the edge players they got, I still think it's going to take a little time. But the end of the day, like, you need to start seeing progress. Like, when's somebody going to start kicking somebody's ass a little bit? Like, like how long is this going to take? And I, I get that angst. Look, and, and I say this about Auburn, too, even though, they, you know, they're, they're in two different places. Um, You know, the standards should never be lowered, right? You, you need to live in reality. Like, for example, the Georgia game. In reality, I know they have way better players than Auburn, and Auburn fought their ass off to try and win that game, and they didn't at the end. And you, ex- you want to expect to win. Doesn't make the players feel better. Doesn't make the coach feel better. But you see progress, right? You're like, okay, I can see it. That's tangible. No, we're not good enough at certain spots. But eventually down the road, if it, you're in year two, the end of year two, and you're making the same mistakes over and over again, there should be angst. But the standard should never be lowered. The reality should always be accepted early. But at some point, Chris, I mean, you, next year it needs to be fixed. It needs to be fixed because the the talking and and hey you know I'm not okay and you're not okay but that's okay like that's not that's not going to work to sit in average Joe's. Jake, really quickly because we've got a full slate of games to get into. Is South Carolina at this point sitting at two and three heading in their bye week? Are they about as a football team where are you expect them to be right now? I mean, yeah, it's going it's going like exactly the way that I that I predicted it. Um. You know, it's and again, it's projecting college football is really hard. But it's when you look at South Carolina, this this wasn't like a hard formula, right? You talked about it. I talked about it. 
Offensive line, super skeptical hippo about it. Turns out we were right, right? You knew you had good skill players. Nicholas Harbour and them, you got, you got to get him in there somehow. Like, at some point, like, the man needs help. Spencer Rattler, it's like, Kate wins that move your ass over on the door. Like, let somebody else get on the floating door, and maybe Leo's not going to freeze to death in the Atlantic Ocean or wherever the hell they were. Like, at some point, but but it, it's defensively, not great. We were worried about the linebacker position. Got injuries there, defensive line. Chris, it's working out almost exactly like we said it would, like, like during the offseason. And it's almost worse. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost worse that that and, and there's been times where South Carolina's played better and who knows y'all I think y'all will beat Florida I, I really do believe that um but if you don't then it could then it could get it could go downhill it, it could yeah. go downhill Jake as we turn our attention to the rest of the slate of the games let's go straight to the plains you already mentioned the Georgia Auburn game Georgia escapes and and we talked last week man weird things crazy things happen on the Plains, and I, I think a lot of encouraging signs when you look at the Auburn perspective. Surely, I know you're not a man of moral victories, but you can see the foundation being laid. I think you also tweeted, get your shots in. Kind of a Dion thing. Get your shots in now because this will be the the worst team that Hugh Freeze trots out there. Um, what did you see from both sides? I mean, obviously, again, from the Auburn perspective, but I think for Georgia, I think Carson Beck grew up in front of our very eyes, and if mm-hmm. you're going to win a national championship, like, that's a game you got to win that kind of game at some point. That kind of game yeah. inevitably comes up. Yeah, and he needs to be tested. You're, you're going to have to be tested. You you've got to pass the midterm to get to the final. Now he hasn't passed the midterm yet, but he's but he's getting close. Did really good. Did really good on on the the quiz, the big quiz they just handed out at Auburn. I thought I thought bouncing back in the third quarter. And look, he had tons of protection. I still got to see him when he's under fire and he's got to move a lot in the pocket. Auburn's deficient from a pass rush standpoint. He was able to stand back to Auburn. Auburn fought their guts out. I, I mean, they really did. And, and that game for Auburn, while there's no moral victories, being able to keep it close and show recruits, hey, listen, we are you away from beating Georgia. That's how close we are. Uh, and Brock Bowers was just better. Even a hurt lad McConkie was just better. Their offensive line was just better. But I thought Auburn's game plan was good. There's a couple minor adjustments. I don't know how you double cover somebody and don't beat them up by the underneath guy. Uh, this is in the NFL. There's no illegal contact. I mean, it had turned into a power slap contest against Brock Bowers at the end of the game. You can have your 10, you can have your 15. But outside of that, I mean, Auburn had to pitch almost a perfect game as a coaching staff and, and as players, and that's so tough to do. Uh, and there is no moral victories, but it did show progress. I, I was proud of the fight. I thought Peyton Thorne showed toughness. And that's what we questioned after the AM game, right? Like, are you going to stand in there and deliver the mail? I mean, not only did he do that, I thought he put some good balls in the air. He's never going to be an elite thrower of the ball. But I thought he ran the ball really hard. thought he ran the ball hard. I was able to run for over 200 yards against Georgia. But on the Georgia side, man, you, you, you got to win. You're growing while winning. That's, that's a rarity. Like, the difference between Georgia and Michigan, we talked about this today, Michigan returns a bunch of players. Quarterback, offensive line, skill position, defense. Michigan is an old team. Georgia's having to replace a lot. Now, is Georgia that elite defense we've seen the past couple of years? No. Do, are, are, are they as good on offense as they have been the past couple of years? No. But in a year where there's no team that's sitting on top of the shiny golden hill that we're pointing at saying, all right, this is the best team in the country. Nobody else is close. Can anybody develop enough down the road to be able to touch them? They're going to grow and continue to, to put out the fires while winning. That builds confidence. And this is what I led the show off with today. The more people downplay Georgia, the more you are feeding into the, the brain scientist the psychologist, 
the mind thought experimentalist, Kirby Smart, and what he wants to do. He doesn't have to manufacture adversity anymore. He's like, whoa, look, whoa. man, they got Washington number one. Washington. Like, Washington, they don't respect us. Man, Carson, you know, I say you look like Sid from Ice Age and play like him too. Like, at the end of the day, he's going to use that, and you're going you're gonna to look up in December, and there's going to be a Georgia team that's undefeated that is not narcissistic or arrogant. They are pissed off, and it thinks everybody thinks they suck. That's the, the greatness of Kirby Smart, but the media just feeding it, feeding him the rat poison. Just feed it. Feed it to him. Um, so, look, I tell you, I'm, I'm impressed with Georgia, man. The two safeties they got, I mean, dude, Malachi Starks is a problem. Like, they wow. don't have Jalen Carter. They don't have Jordan Davis yet. Those guys are continuing to get better. But Brock Bauer is probably the best player in college football, if we're going to be honest. And once Ladd McConkey gets healthy, I mean, the great white witch, Haru, the great white ninja, whatever you want to call him. Like, goodness gracious, I'm telling you, Georgia's a problem. Like, they make fun of jokes all, all they want, but Georgia's a problem. Jake, let's stick with the SEC West. Uh, Texas A&M takes down Arkansas. Mm. Ole Miss in a thrilling win over LSU. Bama beats Mississippi State in convincing fashion. What do you make of that side of the SEC, that division? I mean, it just seems – we talked about how wide open it was in preseason, but it's – I mean, it's playing out that way. Like, of those teams I just mentioned, what do you make of uh, just kind of what the SEC West is right now? Who would you say is in the in the driver's seat, if anyone? Well, I, I mean, it's, every time I see the SEC West, I just get the image of like the the chick from Sound of Music on top of that hill, just like like just spinning <laughs> around because it's just so wide up. Like you look, you look at L, you, you know, Alabama and A&M. The winner of this one has an inside track, right? But here's the problem: I think A&M still got to go what two Ole Miss, two Tennessee, mm -hmm. something like that, and then LSU. Right? I, I maybe I may be saying I may have a couple of those wrong, but it, Texas A&M, you you win this one though. You get the tiebreaker over Bama. You still have no losses. And so if Bama beats LSU, everything else is even because Ole Miss still got to go to Georgia. Don't forget that. I know Ole Miss is hanging out right in there, but I don't see them going on the road and beating Georgia. I mean, who the hell knows at the end of the day, but that's a tough one. So if it comes down to Bama and A&M, and it could come down to this tiebreaker, the winner of this game goes. right? And A&M would play in the SEC championship game for the first time ever. Here's the, the matchup I can't wait for. Bama has struggled to run the ball. They really have. Outside of last week against Mississippi State, and look, Mississippi State's turning into a get-right game really quick for everybody else in the SEC. If Bama struggles to run the ball against AM and you get into the third and sixes and aboves, and Jalen Milroe has to go get in a drop-back style system to beat AM, I think DJ Durkin and them are going to rush for and spy him and make him go through his reads and say, if you want to predetermine where you're going to throw the ball, like you did against Texas, right? Because this is the best line they're going to face since Texas. This is just the truth. A&M's got some guys that can play up front. And it was just, oh, well, Miami ripped him apart. My Tyler Van Dyke and Jalen Milrow could not be more opposite of players when it comes down to how they handle the drop back and how they can improvise. A&M has guys that while Jalen Milrow may be the best athlete, they can him Jalen Milrow up and keep him from just escaping. He was just better than Mississippi State. Right, he was just at birth. Mississippi State's defense was beat in that game when Jalen Milrow was born, and so the prophecy fulfills. But when I look at this game, if they stop the run, can Alabama get the third and longs throwing the ball? If not, I think A and M can have enough success running the ball against Bama for Max Johnson to be able to operate in that, that play action game. But he's got to be smarter with the ball, and you can't turn it over. So I, the the melding of the Kevin Steele, right? <clears throat> 
versus Bobby Ooh. Petrino. Oh, <laughs> God, I can't wait. We have that this weekend. That's like Professor X versus Magneto. And then, then on the other side, you got Brent Venables versus Steve Sarkeesian. Good, good guy. It's a TED Talk out here. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code Spurs up for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code Spurs up, SP or SUP, for $20 off your first purchase. Game time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps and you're set. And also tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it. Whatever the event is, buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. And Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do Create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-U-R-S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Jake, how surprising are the defensive struggles of LSU to you? And also, what does the old Miss win say about Lane Kiffin and his program just a week after losing a Bama, and I feel like the narrative was, hey, he can't win a big game. I'd say that was a pretty damn big win in Oxford on Saturday night. Huge. Huge. I mean, I think it shows you Lane has has total control um, uh, over those guys' preparation, and and he has his finger on the pulse. I will say it's a lot better to be able to play. A, you like it a lot more when you can play another big-time opponent after losing a big-time game. Like, because you, you want – it helps narrow the focus, right? 24-hour rule, hey, listen, we played – we didn't play great at Bama – but we have LSU coming to town. We can right, right the ship, get back in in the SEC West. And if we lose this one, we're out. You know, we're out of 5,000. So uh, I, I think it says a lot uh, about Lane Kiffin's toughness, um, his, his team's toughness. I thought – I was shocked. I'm just shocked, Chris, because it's one thing to get beat on defense when you're, you're busting coverages, right? Linebackers are overrunning things. You cut it back, you know, hit your head on the goalpost. It's another thing – to just get your ass kicked physically. This is the third time. Three, dry, dry visky. 
Third time, we've seen LSU's defense get punked, okay? We saw it against Florida State in the second half. We saw it against Arkansas, especially in big moments, who isn't exactly the globetrotters on offense, if you haven't noticed. And then we saw Ole Miss, who got pushed around by Tulane. Tulane. Tulane is more physical than LSU on defense. And look at it up front. And Lane was able to get so deep in his bag because Lane is a run-to-pass play caller. That's a common misconception, just like Josh Heupel is, just like Lincoln Riley is, just like Jeff Levy is. This isn't the air raid offense. And he was able to get in his bag because they were blowing LSU's front seven off of the ball, getting off on combos. It just it, – it was – it's shocking to see because I think of LSU and I think of, oh, my God, what are those things getting off the bus? Like, where's the swagger of of LSU where it's just, you know, like they walk out in the field and you got to, like, put your hands over their kids' eyes like on when they're running gap scheme plays. He's just so violent. Like, it just – I it's weird to see, man. And Matt House, to me, to me, it's a lack of, of fear. It's a lack of fear of messing up. Fear of failure is a real thing. You don't want to be consumed by it, but you need it. Like the, the worst part about making a bad play as a player, like wasn't just that you let your let you know you screwed up in the game, but now I gotta go watch it with all my best friends and teammates who bleed and die for this like I do the next day in film. Like it's and I let my my coaches down. I let effort, like we're talking about phys- physicality, not mental stuff, physicality, getting blown off the ball. It's not like you're weak. Makai Wingo isn't weak. Mason Smith is a weak LSU lift weights too. They just don't have that dog in them on defense. And it needs to get fixed because you're still in the hunt. But if it doesn't get fixed now, I mean, you go to Bama, like it's, it's, I mean, they'll, they're they probably going to kill Auburn at home. But, you know, whatever. It's going to take time. I don't know. It's just weird to see Chris, like watching your mom kiss another man. It's like, not your dad. <laughs> like, oh no, you, you snuck in the mall in the food court. You're over there making out with somebody that works at Scrappy Cocos or whatever. Hey, and you mentioned those te- those tests for LSU and, and getting them fixed. I mean, it, it comes this week, right, going on the road to Como facing a red-hot Mizzou team, both Mizzou and Kentucky. I know we didn't really mention Kentucky-Florida, so if you want to expand on that one, I mean, I, I don't know if, if Gainesville, if they've given Ray Davis the key to the city yet or what, but I think he owns, uh. owns the University of Florida at this point. But I, I wanted to get to the point, both those teams are 5-0, and Mizzou and Kentucky. Who are you buying more stock in right now? Man, here's here's my here's my thing with Kentucky. I don't trust Devin Leary. Like Devin Leary didn't have to do anything in that game, like, except except get the handoff and hand it to Ray Davis. That 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 game was won exactly like Mark Stoop wants to win games. Run the ball, hit a couple play action passes. Vintage Kentucky. Vintage Stop the Kentucky. run. Boom. Easy. Yeah. Boom. I swam across from the other side of the island. Uh, there were times where they were watching. I was watching. I mean, they were running counter and both pullers. Like there was nobody in the hole. They just kept on going. Ray Davis just running. It's one thing to like break a couple tackles, spin a guy, make a safety miss, hurdle him, go for 70 yards. Like, wow, it's amazing. Now, there were times he wasn't touched. Like, that's almost hard to do. Like, especially when you come out in like 11 personnel or 12 personnel. And he's a really good running back. Reminds me of Ray Rice a little bit. But but Kentucky beat Florida the way Florida beat Tennessee. Signed it up and ran it down their throat and didn't let the other team run the ball. So kudos to Kentucky. Um, I do believe in Missouri a little bit more because Brady Cook, and I said this all offseason, and there's like, oh, it's a quarterback battle in Missouri and, and all this stuff. If you actually watched Missouri last year, Brady Cook was really good outside of like two or three decisions a game. 
where he would get on the move and try and improvise and play a game of whose line is it anyway, and something bad would happen. It's like if he could eliminate just those couple mistakes, not that you're not going to make a mistake here and there, but if he could eliminate a couple of them with Luther Burton coming back, I had an SEC uh, assistant text me before the beginning of the season. Say, I'm telling you right now, Missouri may have the most underrated defense in the SEC. It's like they don't have any like stars that like Nick Bolton are going to jump off at you, but they're old and they're solid and they know where they're supposed to be. I'm buying Missouri over Kentucky right now, and I like the Schrader kid, but Luther Burden, good God, alien, 100%. You want disclosure, all that stuff, like it just alien, alien. Luther Burden. In Missouri. On that note, Jake, we, we've touched on most of the games on this slate this upcoming weekend. Georgia with a night game at home against Kentucky. And Kentucky's played Georgia tough last couple of years. Do you think the Cats can go in and pull the upset? And, and for Georgia, again, it's just another test, man. I mean, another SEC team looking to knock them off. Uh, what are you most excited to see? This is a good weekend of football. I mean, you got the LSU-Mizzou game in the noon slot, Bama A&M in the 3.30, and then this one in the 7 o'clock. But – I'm really interested to see how Georgia follows up that Auburn performance and and can Kentucky as well. Can they bring enough physicality to take down Georgia? Because I think that's what it's going to take, along with, like you mentioned, a Devin Leary finally emerging and becoming the guy they thought he was going to be. Yeah, here's the thing. If you're Kentucky, you really wish Auburn didn't run for 200 yards against Georgia. You really wish just Peyton <laughs> Thorne, like, through the air, was, you know, just yeah. figured it out, just, like, lit him up. Um, because the whole week Kirby Smart's going to be running around with that bullhorn screaming about stopping the run because it's that's what Kentucky is, right? So you're going to get the emphasis of Georgia this week stopping the run and Ray Davis, but he just went for you know three bills against Florida, which is hard to do against Florida International, let alone the University of Florida. Um, there's something about Georgia surviving that next week you come out and just play well. Like you just you, you almost playing a little bit freer. It's like you know you're you're more honed in, but you're playing free. I think Devin Leary, you know, it's I don't trust him under pressure. He puts a lot of balls in harm's way. I think this is a game where Malachi Starks runs a, runs a pickback for a touchdown. I think Georgia stops the run this weekend. They put Kentucky in a bind. That thing's getting bet down really quickly. That started off at seventeen and a half. It was down to fourteen and a half the last time I saw it. I'm just gonna let it cook. So that it keep on going down and keep on going down and keep on going down. Because there's one quarterback in power five that averages 20 completions, 60% completion percentage, and has at least 250 passing yards in every game. And that's Carson Beck. And a lot of that is because that offensive line is nice. Not that Kentucky's defense is bad, but Georgia, Georgia has top three offensive line in the country, I'm just telling you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
Jake, last thing before I get you out of here, and again, I appreciate you being gracious with your time and flexible this week. South Carolina, again, back to them, entering the bye week. You know, you've you've been in this game. You've been on a coaching staff. You've been around a group of players, a team, what have you. Just talk about what, what are the advantages, what are the benefits, what positive can come for South Carolina in this bye week? Because after that, obviously, again, you've got the Gators at home. You go to Mizzou, you go to A&M, then you close out the stretch, the four-game home stretch into the season that includes Kentucky, Clemson. But for South Carolina, what good can come out of this bye week for them outside of the obvious, I'd say, of, of resting and getting healthy? Yeah. Speaking about flexible, though, I can do something that, like, I'm double-jointing my hands. I've never seen anybody else that can do this. <laughs> like I do not that. think so I can So if anybody that, else yeah. can do that, please, good luck, show it to me, tag me on Twitter. Um, but, but – uh, by week, obviously health, right? You, you get a chance to get some guys healthy. You get a weekend of, of being able to not have, um, you know, that beating on your body, even if it gets an, an FCS team or something. But, like, the thing that sucks is that while that's nice, you want to be able to get back out there, right? You want to make up for it. You know, you, you want to be able to say, listen, that game against Tennessee, you know, we just didn't play well like we did the week before, whatever, whatever. Uh, and, and you want to get back out there and get that winning taste. But – you get a chance to, you get a little more tape on on everybody else. You get another week of tendencies. And look, you, you look at, at at a team like Florida, who I believe who does is Florida off this weekend as well? They got Vandy. So they, they, okay, so Florida's off this weekend. Um <laughs> I told you hey, Vandy's that's be a revenge. Hey, listen, that's a revenge game for the Gators, though. Revenge okay, game. Yeah, after this last is, year. this yeah. isn't a, a trigonometry game. exam or an architectural <laughs> convention. Uh but no, look, it's it's one of those things where you 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 do get a chance to put in some more stuff offensively. You get you self scout right to this point. You have almost half a year's worth of information. You're able to self scout yourself. Maybe try and give that offensive line a little bit more of an advantage by pitching backwards, doing some things you haven't done. Uh, so yeah, th- there are some advantages. But deep down, as a competitor, you know you want to get back in there, man. You 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 want to go play another one. You want to get that win under your belt. But bye weeks are good. By week, by weeks. What does he say on uh, Dumb and Dumber? He's like, pills are good. Pills are good. <laughs> by weeks are good. They're good. On that note, Jake, South Carolina since 2009, they're 14 and two coming off a of bye week. So we'll see if oh, that really? stat hold. Yes, yeah, stat holds up true going into next weekend against the Florida Gators at Willie B, which we now know will be a 3:30 kickoff on the SEC Network. Hey, Jake Crane, Crane and Company. Can yeah, I say ahead. something though, man? Why? Why? I, I, I look. Why, why does Auburn always play Georgia at 2.30 in the afternoon at home but always have to play LSU at night? Like, what's going on? This always ha- – no, Chris, this always happens. At this point, it's just may just – you might as well just automatically lock it in. Every single – I'm so ready for this new schedule, bro. I'm so ready for it. it just, I don't get it. It's like, it's like a head coach I, work, I, I worked for, you know, before I got in Division One. said. I like playing home games at night. Because by then, myself and the fans are too drunk to be nervous anymore. <laughs> hey, Georgia's finally getting night games. I think they like what's going on. They're 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 finally getting some prime time in Athens. So, um, John, Edward, I am complaining about game times. All right, I am. <laughs> Since I was like eight. I love it. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jake Crane of Crane and Company, my friend. It's always a pleasure, my man. We'll do it again next week. I appreciate you. Sounds good, brother. I'll let you. Yeah, man. We'll talk soon.